Welcome. You've joined the Topless Travel Show with Carolyn David, bringing you to some of the sexiest and most erotic events and vacation places around the world. Our show is here to help you open your mind, explore your options, and push your boundaries so you too can achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Topless Travel Show, and we are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey everyone, welcome to the Topless Travel Show, where we will be broadcasting on location at selected events, exposing new and exciting adventures to stimulate your desires. We are coming to you today from the beautiful Bliss Cruise, sailing on the Celebrity Reflection, on our way to Aruba and Curacao, with a huge Topless Travel group of sexy guests and staff. We have like 35 of us here. Yeah. Shoutouts to Joan Shelley. So topless, and tra- topless Travel brings the travel culture to sexy, open-minded couples so you can explore the possibilities, and I mean all the possibilities, while on vacation. And especially while you're here with us on the Bliss Cruise, from exotic playrooms to the daily meet and greets, pool parties, workshops, play shops, and so much more. Whether you travel to relax or party hard, to get in touch with yourself or your couple, to build relationships or make new friends or simply hang with a compatible group of genuine people in a non-judgmental location, we've got the stories to get you fantasizing about starting your next adventure right now. And the Topless Travel Show is all about pushing boundaries. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and relationships, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. I woke up horny this morning. Uh, Every morning, baby. Every morning? Yes. But today more than others because I knew we were going to be talking to three unicorns. Absolutely. And, And I think there's an opportunity. What? You want me to follow the script? Yes. All right. So, are you seeking a magical, mystical unicorn? As the world's rarest natural phenomenon, swingers everywhere celebrate unicorns as sexy companions for making threesomes and foursomes and other fantasies come true. On today's show, we're going to chat with not one, not two, but three sexy unicorns as they share their journeys and personal stories about the sexy, fun adventures that they've experienced over the years. Are we going to talk about like them playing with us? We can talk all we want about that, baby. That's in the fantasy section. Okay, but we have to ask them if that's what they want. And you always say not all fantasies have to come true. How about if we go on with our blanket ad? Found with the blanket ad. All right. But as we do every show, we want to take a minute to tell you about our must-have top waterproof blanket, which now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oil, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And now we have a new sexy pink and blue reversible blanket, both colors representing the ribbons supporting breast cancer and prostate cancer. And to support the will donate $5 from each blanket sold to a charity that helps cancer survivors get back in the sack because great sex matters and cancer survivors deserve it too. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply go to Amazon and search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. All right, enough of that. Let's get on with the show. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Topless Travel Show, and we are so excited to welcome our three unicorns today. Yes, we have Amber, Megan, and Carrie, three beautiful women who are part of the Topless Travel team right here on the Bliss Cruise, and we can't wait to hear your stories. I'm going to just put the microphone down and let them talk. <laughs> so, ladies, welcome. Thank you. You guys got to talk into the microphone. Thank you. There's one. Thanks for having us. Megan. Thank you guys so much for having us. Amber had a really rough night last night, so (laughs) she has the phone sex voice today. Um, 
too much dick. All it right. does happen sometimes, and it certainly happened last night. Yes, <laughs> after we saw that amazing performance by that group that did all the Queen songs. Yeah, great. I don't think that. Queens. I don't think that's where Amber got too much dick. Oh, no? yeah. And she it was in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. talk about the dungeon a little bit later again about fetishes. But let's let's just start and talk about about you guys. Right. 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 How you guys started? How your sexuality started? Let's talk about when you were young so, women. Megan, Megan, when when you were young, were you sexually adventurous? Were you the person who was fucking the football team under the stands? So I I was somewhat sexually adventurous. I was definitely more sexually adventurous than all of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that had to do with growing up in Key West. I don't know if that had to do with very open and just easy parents who are accepting of everything and anything um, or if it just had to do with the fact that I like to fuck yeah um, so, so high school was fun for you high school was high school was a double-edged sword because I was making my rounds on the weekends mm. let's say and how old were you the first time you had sex oh, 14 mm. and was it good you know no 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 <laughs> of course not. it was not good at all you <laughs> never know, is I, I so I what I'm grateful to see nowadays is that the the kids are I hate this word but they are a woke generation right, right. and it's beautiful to see the um, body positivity and acceptance of sexuality at a younger age because it was it's it was still very taboo it, honestly up until the last year it's been somewhat taboo for mm-hmm. for me to talk about with people who are not in life but it's also yeah. cool with the younger generation that they they get and they live sexual fluidity which yes. is not about which is about you don't have to come out as something yes you could be what you feel today and feel something else tomorrow yeah sure I, what, what's crazy too is key west is a very open yeah. uh, town as far as sexuality is concerned but still kind of feeling that i needed to keep in the shadows you know what i'm was maybe interested in but wasn't ready to pursue because I cared about what other people thought yeah, about me. Don't we all? You're married uh-huh. to someone like that. Yeah, don't we all? Well, so was you know, so was <laughs> I. So was I. I think everybody's story is a little bit in in line. Let's right? hear what Carrie has to say. Tell us a little bit about how you were sexually adventurous or not when you were younger. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> not at all. Um, I did lose my virginity at an early age. I was 13, but I wasn't um, um, something that I was sexually adventurous about. It was just sort of sort of happened, you know. And then it didn't really happen much again until later. So I wasn't really sexually. Um, and was it a boyfriend at the time that you were with? At 13? Yeah, I'm asking. No, uh, unfortunately, yes. it was not. It was mm. somebody I was babysitting for. Okay. So he was 32. Wow. Yeah, oh. gotcha. So it was not a, it was, it, it was a consensual. It gotcha. was not a, it was not a bad thing, but it, looking back now, it was like a ridiculous. Right. Should never have happened. Right. Thing. But at the time I was 13, thought you knew everything. But yeah. when you got into your groove, I guess in your teens, your late teens, did you enjoy sex? Were you the one out there seeking it, or were you hoping someone would ask you? It was always hoping for someone to ask me, and I didn't really get adventurous and get into my sexuality, to be honest with you, until my daughter left the house. Okay. So I was in my late 40s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so a long time. And well, I like a sexual know. revolution like I went through when I met David. Really. Yeah. So That's you didn't have a good about. sex life with your husband? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. No, I didn't. And I didn't even know squirting existed until the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and I can. Carol, I can. Carol, the same thing. <laughs> didn't know I could. Found yeah. out I can. Yeah. We're going to talk about squirting at the second part of the show. Okay. So, Amber. Amber. Even with your wonderful, sexy voice, take <laughs> so, your time. <clears throat> I was not sexually active at all. I wore a purity ring. I was raised Catholic. I thought sex was bad. But I did masturbate at a very early age. So I was in tune with my body and I knew what felt good. And, and what age was that? Oh gosh, I was probably like nine. Oh, okay. I remember I was making the bed. <clears throat> I was making the bed and I got to the corner of the bed and I was rubbing up against the bed and I was like, this feels really good. And I remember just kind of grinding on the bed and then being aware of the fact that there was something inside of me that 
that really liked it. Yes, yeah. that was pleasurable. But I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17. And it was to a married man. Was it good? It The first time, not so great. Um, but obviously it continued with that same person for a while and got a little better. And I remember thinking to myself, even back then, that I realized that preaching abstinence was an easy thing to do until you fucked. Yeah, yeah. Then not so easy anymore. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's the closest. It's not even just the actual physical sex, but when you cl- learn how to be closer to another human, that adds another dimension that you didn't know about. You don't, you're not as close as you, like for your parents, you're much more close than that. So you're learning new emotions at the same time as you're learning a physical pleasure when you take those first steps into sexuality. So, Han, do you think that if you were single, you would play as a unicorn, or would you, or yeah. do you, you, or would you want to be in a couple? Well, of course, I think myself, I'd like to be in the safety of a couple, but I would have no problem being a unicorn if that wasn't the case. And would you play with other couples, or would you just go out and fuck other guys? You know, I don't really know. I mean, I, now that I play with couples with you, I would probably also play with couples. Do you think you could be a unicorn if you're married? No. No? <laughs> Jesus, David. Because really? it would be cool if you were a unicorn married to me. Okay, baby. Yeah. Let's keep the fantasies going. A boy, can, a boy can dream, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We do have three beautiful have unicorns in front of us. So, we're, Megan. We're, let's Me- ask them the question. Right. So, Megan, <laughs> how would you describe a unicorn or yourself in terms of how you go out and meet people? Well, so, David, um, it's it's been interesting thus far, uh, and I am... Like I've said a few times, I'm new to lifestyle, but I'm not new to lifestyle. Um, A unicorn, first of all, the fact that any community is going to welcome me with open arms and then call me a unicorn, I'm (laughs) like, okay, there's no going back to whatever I was doing before this. Um, I'm very open to exploring my sexuality that has felt like it had to be kind of underground for a little bit. And what I've realized is that um, I really enjoy the balance of masculine and feminine at the same time. And I didn't, I didn't know that I would like that as much as I do. So how long have you been in the lifestyle? Technically April. Oh, so new. I came oh, okay. in, um, I got introduced with a thruple situation. Yeah. So I started dating a uh, married couple. Yeah. And we're just going to sum that relationship up to the fast and the furious. Okay. And, you know, in turn, I've been given this world that... Um, and how long have you been single? I mean, not, not when you dated this couple, I'm, but prior to that. So that's that's another thing too. I uh, got over one relationship by getting under the next person, and um, what's been great is having space and freedom in this to take the time to really be single and have a little more openness in my head in regard to what I'm actually seeking. What wow. do I want? So wow. as a unicorn. Would you go out and want to play with just another single female or do you need a male in the equation? So I have just recently had my first just female-female experience and that um, that was special and intimate um, and I wasn't actively seeking it. It just happened organically, which has also kind of been... Um, where I see myself gravitating mm-hmm. more than, you know, picking a target. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm gravitating, too, to having sex with multiple females. Multiple unicorns, I think. Awesome. <laughs> yes, my goodness. I think you're, you got it all ticked off, ready to go. That's, it's hard for me to, you know, convince females to have multiple or unicorns to have sex with me when you're so beautiful and they want to have honey. sex with you. Thank you, honey. That's all good. But I can watch. So, Kerry, why don't you tell us how you feel about yourself as a unicorn? What does that mean to you? What I have found when I, you are a single female, and then you do have so many more options. Um, I used to just date vanilla. And instead of being in a monogamous style relationship, um, 
the, the unicorn gives you the freedom to, to date anybody that you want to and then the freedom of choosing yes or no. It's not three months into a relationship and then it's good or bad and then nine months into it, you know, it's still not good. And, and so when I found it about six years ago, it has just been extremely freeing because then I don't feel like I have to find a date to be accepted into anything. I'm accepted as I am. And I guess I, I guess you don't have to create that emotional bond. It's almost like swinging, which is you're just going in there to have sex. Sometimes, yep, sometimes. If, if that's what you want. Right, sometimes yeah. it is. And then there's sometimes where it's like, um, no, we have to do dinner. We have to get to know each other. You have to, you know. But then there have been times where it's like, come over at 2 o'clock and, you get know. that booty call in. Right, exactly. <laughs> I have done that. What's yes. your address? <laughs> Venice, Florida. <laughs> Amber. So for me, um, I've been in a couple in lifestyle, and I've been single. I prefer the single path. I always revert back to pretty woman when she says, I say who, I say when, I say how much. Yeah. Nobody dictates what I do. Nobody dictates who I spread my legs for. Nobody dictates who I've been get down on my knees for. I do it, and I like that power. And at this point, I don't know how I could be in a couple because... I see other couples when they have to be like one taken one for the team or something like that, and I'm not in that position. I think that um, mostly I like to play with girls, but I definitely enjoy couples when they want to take care of me. I look at myself as a unicorn position in a couple. I'm a sex toy. I'm there to make their sex better, and I leave and they have their connection and I get to go off and you know make another couple's connection better um, it's empowering well to me mm-hmm. I found my spot in the lifestyle as a unicorn and I almost thought that I didn't like lifestyle for a while until I got in this place you know we you know when we got into the lifestyle 15 years ago um, I think Carol you found your sexuality and Carol has used the expression many many times she now has the opportunity as a woman to say yes to great sex. Yeah, that's something that we all learned that we didn't know we could do that before, right? Because society doesn't tell us that women are supposed to enjoy sex. And we can actually choose if we want to have it or not. And it was never given us an option before. It was really part of who you are. You have to please your man. It was the way I was raised anyways. So it's so nice to know that we can please ourselves too, right? That's what the freedom of being our, our own selves in this lifestyle has really brought us on to us. But what I'd like to just mention quickly, now we're just talking to three. Uh, unicorns, females. What about in the lifestyle when there's a single guy? Do you guys hook up with single guys at all? Well, we call them bulls in the lifestyle. Do you guys only play with couples with a man in it? Do you play with single men? Uh, do you play with bulls? Let's start with you, Megan. So I, um, I have actually found that the times I've played with just men all but one time they've been bulls or or single men in the lifestyle um that was probably the second rule i i made for myself because uh, you know i'm not in a relationship so there's got to be lots of communication there right well i also still have been taught that i have to communicate with myself what do i want what's okay with me what's not okay with me so I, I have made the decision at this point, you know, everything's um, fluid, but that I wasn't going to play with couples unless they were both there. There's just no need. I don't want to, if I'm not going to enhance a situation, um, I don't need to, to be in it, and myself included. And what about vanilla men? Do you actually date vanilla men or you really I, only want a lifestyle guy? <laughs> you know, so, hun. What if she wanted chocolate men, too? Okay. Now, we're not talking about <laughs> colored skin here. Yeah. We are talking about <laughs> spicy or not spicy. <laughs> I, uh, what, I've, what I've discovered is that when I date vanilla men, it's one date. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because they're clicking. either, they, you know, I tell them my story and what I want, and they're certain that they can convince me otherwise. Yeah. Or they're too interested to the point where I know that... Um, it would be embarrassing if I brought them into a social And what situation. about couples with bald husbands? Listen, 
I, it just so happens my track record is more bald than not. Love it. For the males and, and females, that, of that course. We're not talking about true. up top. But, yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, Carrie, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, bulls or single men in the lifestyle in your life? Um, for me, that's my preference as a single man in the lifestyle only because I find it easier. I really like the meet and greet part, you know, of course, the getting that feel and the chemistry, the conversation and it going. Um, and I have found um, that when I'm with a couple and we're out for dinner or something, it feels like an interview. Uh, like yeah. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So... I have a harder time with the couples for that reason because I'm not as comfortable, mm. you know, meeting them. So a lot of times um, what I do, and, and I put it on my profile, is that if you're a couple and you want to meet me, I will meet you with another friend, a male friend. Smart. So it's a couple. And then if they're not picked for dodgeball to play yeah. and it's just me, then we'll make another date to do that. Um, and your other so friend would be a bull in the yes, way? A single yes, yes, usually okay. a bull. Mm-hmm. So I, I, have a, I have a funny question. You know, Carrie, you, you talk about the fact that you like men a little bit more than, than playing with women. Mm-hmm. Have you ever chosen to play with two guys at the same time? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow, that's yes, cool. Yes. How, do, how do you set that up? How do I set that up? Because not I all guys are comfortable with other dicks You're right. Way, right. You're right. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It, it's difficult to get that because you'll get sometimes and then they can't perform because there's another. That's happened as well. You know, where they're they're intimidated by the other size or just that there is another dick in the room and they just can't do it. So yeah. you, you got to really vet the guys that you're going to have in there. another dick in the room. Have you ever had like double vag with two dicks in your pussy? Tried it once and no, it didn't work out well. Carol? At all. No. Yes, I have. Honey. Yeah, you know yeah. I have. You know I actually have as well. That was what I consider my first lifestyle experience. The thruple again, Fast and the Furious. That's when I really feel like I found my own. That found her tribe. That's what I like to say. Amber, two dicks in your pussy. I'm way too stubby. I can't have two dicks in the room. There's only two guys in my life that are bulls that I would actually play with together in the same room, but it's only because they are really close friends. I mean, we're all close friends, and the one always reverts to the other one, so there's no trying to decide who's commanding the room. Can you introduce me and I could be a third friend? And we have three dicks, one in your ass, two in your pussy? Um, again, I'm not down with multiple dicks in the room. I'm very subby. We need to find so. a different unicorn. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's all good. I, I really don't like bulls in general. Um, I'm super liberated, super um, on my own. I don't like to be attached to anybody. And sometimes I feel like if it's a bull situation or if I'm meeting somebody who's a single male, I don't want anything beyond the sex. I don't want you coming to my house. Right. I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want drinks. So do you date couples? I, w- I will only play with couples okay, for the most part um, or um, individual people in a marriage. With obviously their spouse's permission. And what about with two swinger couples wanting you to play? So you're the the fifth in two couples. So like a little orgy? Yeah. I'm all for orgies. I can do that. I just can't do, if it's just me, I'm the girl and multiple dicks. But if there are a lot of dicks in the room and we're in an orgy situation. But if you're with two couples, are you the queen bee at the bottom and everybody's doing you? Um... It just depends on the situation, I guess. I'm totally down with being the one that gets all the attention. That doesn't bother me at all. That's why you and Carol get along so well. No matter how many people in the orgy that we're in, you know where to find Carol. Where <laughs> the bottom of the pile. At the bottom, lying there. <laughs> Taking it all in every minute of it. I mean, so I'm just going to collect the orgasms. That's <laughs> Why not, right? We've been in an orgy once, and Carol had a dick in her mouth, one in each hand, and one in her pussy. Yes. Oh, well, that reminds me. There was a night. It was my favorite night of lifestyle ever. Just a small little intimate group. I'm on the bottom pile. I got a dick in my mouth. I got a dick in my pussy. And there's a girl riding me and there's a vibrator between our clits. There's a picture of that moment. It is literally my favorite picture. Oh, that sounds yes, awesome. Yes, David, I will show it to you. That sounds no, awesome. No, no, let's recreate it. <laughs> I, I, w- I was, I was uh, on photography that night. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you ladies are very strong, you strong-willed, you know what you want, you've got great ideas of how you want it. Are you also looking for love? Is that something that you're looking no. for? I have love. Okay. What, yeah. I, what I've discovered is that 
this transition from searching for vanilla monogamous committed love into lifestyle has been so natural that unhealthy amount of love I was giving one person has now been able to be spread. Megan, you, you say that so well because that's what Carol said when we found the lifestyle 15 years ago. We met this couple on the beach. Well, and we learned about the lifestyle all like in one day, kind of the fast and furious. But we asked the questions. We didn't dive into it until we had lots of answers. And then yeah. the next night we played with them. Then and, we played with another couple. Then, then we, we full swap another couple. And we got back to our room and we were saying, this is our tribe. Where yeah. have they been our whole life? And, and now we can never go back because the people and the open-mindedness and the no bullshit and yeah, the honesty. Except the difference was that we had our love already. We discovered yeah. it together. That's why I'm asking the ladies if they're looking for that kind of partner. If you're looking for a great partner, find the baldest one you can find. Yeah. The <laughs> kindest, most beautiful heart. And he will take care of you forever. I'm just joking. I'm just and asking, I got a great time asking too. if it's something that's important for you. So, I, I mean, eventually... Eventually, I don't know if I'll circle back to seeking that. I think I'm very happy being allowed to have this time yeah. solo yeah. To, to see if that's what I want. Because I do see a lot of very beautiful relationships in lifestyle that have just maintained throughout the years. And then I see lots of like, yeah. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's happy, it. Happy that's every relationship. over here. Anywhere in the world, you got the good ones and the bad ones Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. So, Carrie, are you looking for love? I'm always looking for the one to take my breath away. Oh, there you go. Why not? Yeah. Right? Why not? And um, because you never know where it's going to be. Um, and and I, I know I'm not for a monogamous uh, lifestyle at all. Um, but if if a bull came into my life or a throuple even even if it was a couple and I fell in love with them you know I think that there is a um, there's there I do have that openness for that yeah you know to, to try something else like that um, the security that you get when you are with somebody and in love and whatnot and I think I have to believe that when you find that person you're gonna know like, I had no clue that I would find the love of my life at age 42 years old after raising three children. I had no idea that was out there for me. I kind of expected after my divorce to be spending my life alone, mm -hmm. you know, but he came along and stuck to me like glue, wouldn't let me go, you know, like a slug on your leg, you just can't get it off. That's, That's awesome. this guy. Now you're comparing <laughs> me to a slug. Nice. No, but you just don't know. So if you're open to, like you said, something mm -hmm. to take your breath away, you just don't know. But you, you, know, you know, when we got together, we came out of sexless marriages and we found that we were both very sexual people who were repressed a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then we found this world of, of the lifestyle and you can go out and fuck other people and not have to have emotions for them. You can just have great sex. And it was like, whoa, what a great world. And our couple exploded in terms of everything was on the table. We spoke about everything. There was true honesty. And, you know, Carol looks at this guy and says, you know, do you want to play with him? In a regular monogamous couple, as a guy, you can't look at a cute girl and say wow look at her tits they're beautiful you know she'd say okay that's it why aren't you looking at my tits yeah. and yeah. and that's the openness that you find in our world of the alternative lifestyle which could be kink bdsm people know how to speak they know how to communicate with each other well what what else i found is that it's a community of building people up rather than tearing people yeah. down For i'm sure. not comparing myself to well said to anyone else in the room because yeah. i don't have to right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I it's hard to have secrets when you're naked. <laughs> I always say too, there's a huge difference between love and lust. Yes. And I tell my new, I like to help people who are new into lifestyle. And I tell my friends all the time, if it's your clit tingling, that's lust. Uh -huh. yeah. If it's your heart beating fast, yeah. that's love. Yeah, absolutely. I got to agree with that. Now, one of the things that we uh, talk about a lot in the lifestyle is bisexuality. Um, people are, have questions about that, and a lot of people assume that women in the lifestyle are all bisexual. So, I mean, talk to us a little bit about your bisexuality, how you discovered it, and, and where you're at with it today. So, for, for me, I think I am still coming into the discovery of that because I have been driven in relationships towards men. I've played with women a lot through, you know, throughout my teens and 20s, but, you know, half of those times I don't remember enough to, you know, 
crown whether I liked it or not. So moving in, moving into you know my my 30s and then into lifestyle, um, I was I was surprised at how much I liked the experience with women. Um, I'm still not seeking that out first. Like my natural attraction is to men, and then when I am blown away by the women that they're with, I'm like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Everybody's going to win here. Right. Yeah. This exactly. is this is great. Like I buy situational. I mean, that's where you're at at yes. this moment. Yes. And there's lots of terms, but 100%. I'm kind of like that as well. Hundred yeah. percent. And it has for me. Like I love, I love the meat suits. Right. There's some really beautiful people in lifestyle. Um, but what I've found more is that like the conversations and the connections that ups my attraction level and makes my pussy yeah. wet more than yeah. you know looking at Brad Pitt. But, but yeah. as, as swingers, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. What makes a couple sexy is their personality. Yeah. Is who they are. All day. And it, it's, yes, there has to be a physical attraction, but when they open their mouths, there has to be that, wow, these are cool people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and we've done 350 shows. We've had, I don't know how many hundred guests. And it always comes back to when we do shows about swinging, that swinging is about the people, it's not about the sex. And I'm, I'm getting from the three of you that being unicorns is about the people that you choose to have sex with, not about the sex that you're having. Absolutely. Mm, totally, 100%, I would agree with that. Carrie, tell us about your sexuality or, or bisexuality if you have that. Um, my very first experience for with a woman was I was in my 20s and we were both uh, servers and she asked me while we were in the facility bathroom to go home with her and rape her husband. Oh, okay. And, uh, fantasy. Yes. Okay. And I and I and I never even met her husband, <laughs> you know. So but it was interesting and we were it was you know alcohol was involved and so I've been like, yeah, let's do that. So we ended up as um, a good friendship as three of us for a while in my 20s but then after that I didn't I didn't experience another woman until the lifestyle mm-hmm. there there wasn't and now any do you consider yourself bisexual situational again as well yeah. I'm very particular um, on who it is that I do play with and I very seldom will play with a girl by myself um, but I do there's a couple that I have a girlfriend um, she's married and I will spend time with her alone and that's it so I've got like one that I enjoy alone time with. And, and do you do everything with your female partner? Do you go down on her? Does she go down on you? Mm-hmm. Do you yep, have sex do. with toys? Do you have sex with each other, fingering? Yes, all of the above. <laughs> yes. And um, she likes toys more than I do. Kay. I'm not mon- one for toys usually. Um, they actually overstimulate a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like puts me over the edge. Carol's going to tell you about when she uses a strap-on. Oh, the no, strap-ons are good. <laughs> it's way too much work. <laughs> never, never, ever. But ever. there's lots of women who like using strap-ons, and that's what we say. About yes. the lifestyle, if I don't like to do it, well, somebody else will yep, do you it. You outsource so we're good with it. that. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Alice and Jeff. <laughs> and they're outsourcing coined, stories. Coined the phrase outsourcing. We spoke about anal. What else did we talk about? All sorts of All stuff. Things. That's what's so, great about the lifestyle. So you Amber, can tell us about it. your bisexuality. So I had my first experience with a girl um, in my late teens. And it was just, we were watching movies one night, cuddling. It was kind of cold in the house. And next thing you know, we started touching each other and playing with each other. But you're talking about kissing or touching faces or you're touching genitals? We were like touching legs okay. and uh, t- touching pussies or touching each other's pussy. and then Be intimate and sensual. Yeah. And I realized I really liked it because it was so soft. Mm. There's such a delicate way that women do things. And I think that was what the biggest turn on for me was, was because it was such a sensual thing. It wasn't like a pound down that I'd experienced from the men that I had been with. And then I thought to myself, I maybe I like girls. And so I explored that side of things and I tried to date women. And then I realized I like dick too much. <coughs> so now I tell people, as far as my bisexuality is concerned, if I had to choose one ever, I would choose dick because I know I couldn't live without dick, but I could live without pussy. So that's where I'm at. 
Wow, I think that was well very said. well put. Yes, well, very well said. Very, very clear on that idea. <laughs> Why don't we just take a minute to remind everybody that this is a Topless Travel Podcast. We are Carol and David, and we're chatting with three unicorns. We have Amber, Megan, and Carrie on location on the Bliss Cruise with Topless Travel. Now let's just tell everybody about the amazing trips that we have planned for next year with Topless Travel. Absolutely. You know we talk about Topless Travel all the time. They are absolutely the best. We had Joe just sitting here next to us. Um, he had brought someone in to listen to the podcast. Um, I mean, we, we're 35 people on this trip, and Topless Travel makes traveling great and sexy. So if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you simply must book with Topless Travel. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise experiences, Topless Travel has to be your number one choice. Their trips and events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to all the sexy host couples, including Party Mark and Chelsea, and Justin and Jess, are here, who are here to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And there's 35 host people and on the Bliss Cruise here, for sure. Cruise. Can't, well, we can't call out to all of them, baby. I know Gigi's <laughs> has, has been taking pictures, so we'll uh, op- we'll call out to her. Okay, fine. We'll shout out to Gigi. <laughs> And like we are here today, you'll find us on many of the amazing topless travel trips. But listen up, we're going to be back at Hito 2 for another one of their Sexy Silver events. It's a pre-Halloween week-long bash from October 21st to October 28th. And we'd love for you to join us while we're there. And new for 2024, Topless Travel is putting together not one but two bucket list trips from which we'll be broadcasting. The first one's from March 2nd to 13th, 2024, and we'll be exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile to Jordan. Absolutely. And then the second one, we're going to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration. We'll be glamping in the wild savannah from September 2nd to September 11, 2024. Space is super limited on both these trips. I think they're already sold out at about 70%. So if you don't want to miss these amazing adventures or with other sexy, open-minded friends, then go and book your room today. Do it before it's too late. Absolutely. So for more information about these trips or any other Topless Travel events, you can go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Topless Travel Events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Absolutely. Alrighty. Okay, we're back. This is the Topless Travel Show. We are Carol and David, and we're sitting here chatting with three absolutely gorgeous unicorns, Megan, Amber, and Carrie. So listen, we've talked a lot about the lifestyle. We want people to understand more what that means for a unicorn. Would you say that the sexy... Would you say that the lifestyle makes you feel safe at exploring your sexuality? I'd say it makes me feel safer than any other arena. Um, I've felt like might be a venue to explore that. Uh, you know, bars bars don't do it for me anymore. Um, apps are just uh, not what I'm looking for. And, and the fact that people are so open about what they want and what they're into, um, I, you know, I just, I just know that there are like prop, way more proper procedures and protocols being, being handled in lifestyle than in, you know, beautiful little vanilla hetero world out there. And, and don't you find there's a lot less wasted time because you get down to what you're here for, what they're here for, and you get going. It's it's not like a whole evening and you find out it's the wrong person, wrong couple. 100%. There's, you know, there's no beating around the bush. There's no um, bushes on this ship. There's no bushes. And no pubic hair. There's on no this bushes ship. to That's have to beat things. around. <laughs> Thank, you know. But whatever you're into, if that's your thing, that's I feel like there's a safe space and lifestyle yeah, for you for there. Sure, for Absolutely. Sure. And, and that's what it boils down to. Everyone is always, you know, checking in. Are you okay? Um, it's I've never felt pressured to do anything. And I've always felt the space to be like, I think I'm into this and I might want to try it or pursue it. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Gary? I really feel safe. Um in the lifestyle as well when I first heard about it it was cute I was talking to an ex-boyfriend and I said to him um, I'm so horny I'm thinking of going on Craigslist this is when the Craigslist was right, still up right. and he said to me no 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 don't do that and he showed me the SLS app and he said it's much safer than any other app and, it, and I think 
how he means it is because we are being open and honest about what it is that we want and upfront and 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 um, not beating around the no bush pubic hairs. <laughs> but um, I feel totally safe in that because. We, everybody is out looking for the same thing, you know, just to have a good time and enjoy each other and possibly, you know, sex without any And strings. the fact that people are not judging, is that makes it feel safer for you to explore as well. You don't feel like someone's going to come out or laugh at you or say, right. what are you thinking? What, where did that come from? People are yes. always laughing at me. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a funny guy. Yeah. Well, I got that on air now. Yes, yeah. She doesn't normally say I'm funny. <laughs> I almost feel protected. I almost feel like the people around me watch over me and protect me, and that's what makes me feel safe. Um, I think everyone realizes that, oh, this is a unicorn, and you know, sing, or the single guys will watch out for me, or couples that I played with will watch out for me, making sure that if someone's cornered me, they'll come over and yeah. kind of pull me away from that or whatever. So it makes it really easy to be able to get to where you want to go and not feel pressured by it yeah yeah because you're not in survival mode even being alone you're there to enjoy and and get on with what you want to enjoy exactly. i'm gonna go sideways for a second sure okay we've been talking about you guys as unicorns but you're also here as host people for topless travel is there a reason why you do that why why don't you just come on the ship as unicorns well, the number one reason is because you can't come as a single person. It's a couple's cruise. So but you could come as a thruple. You, can you come could come as a thruple, but then you would be committed. And again, uh, me, couple. the commitment person, I really don't give in to commitment. Yeah. So I would then be stuck to that couple in asking them permissions to be able to go out and play with other people. And, and do you find being, you know, wearing a topless travel host shirt, that you're more accessible to people, people are more apt to come up to you and- Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, when I try to talk to other people about being a host, I tell them the first thing is you become a celebrity on the ship. Everyone knows you. Um, I wanted to be a host. I wanted to be a host ever since I knew it was a thing. I manifested it. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I feel very at home here. This is my family. I love the cruises and I love being known on the ship. I love talking to everybody and meeting everybody from around the world. I love meeting couples that say, hey, can will you come and visit us? We'll fly you in. You can spend the weekend with us. That's the reason why I love being a host. I'm bliss. But it's true. You end up talking a lot. That's why you've lost your voice. That's why I lost my voice. Sure, sure. That's the reason. And dancing with them all week and partying with them and dancing at bars in Curacao. I mean, all the things. You you definitely connect with people. and, And, you know, the topless travel family, and it really is a family, and I know... Joe and Shelly are called mom and dad, yeah. right? Um, it's it's just a great group to be part of. Um, and, and it's not about, you know, we're talking out there to promote traveling with them because, I mean, it, it is fun traveling with them. They do a, bus- a bunch of bucket list trips. But the people who work with them and for them um, are just so cool. Just a bunch I, of great people. I've always said that Joe does a great job with talent acquisition because the people that he brings in as hosts, we automatically come together. We click. We click. We are family. One On Saturday when everyone was coming into the hotel and I saw the faces, I just got happier and happier. It was like a reunion. Yeah, I you mean, saw, you, go to you, you saw my bald head and it's like, Dave, it's back. <laughs> I was hoping he'd be on this trip. I love it. I love it. Oh I love feeling goodness. special. <laughs> so David, Carrie? you've been given a little more bald competition in the topless travel family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frank's yeah. here, too. I mean, yeah. I call it competition, but <laughs> is it really? It's not, but we, we could make a good team, you know, lie down there, a bunch of bald heads, and you girls could sit on our heads and get He's off. He's imagining one by one by one taking turns on each head just because the audience can't see your hand bouncing around. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're going to get into fantasies in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> Megan, why did, uh, this is your first trip being a host. This is my first trip being a hostess. How have you found it? I have, uh, well, throughout the week. um, Yesterday morning, you didn't go to sleep. You were up in the morning. You know, I kind of planned it that way. I kind of planned it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I would get a hall pass and not like the typical kind of hall pass being given on this boat. I knew I'd be given a hall pass like... um, 
tonight's the night you can sleep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did take that, but you know, I also feel like I enhanced the glow party because of it. Cool. You know, of course you did. The sunrise on the lawn. We had um, a gal come out just excited to know that we were still going from the glow party while she was going to do her Pilates behind her us. Her morning Pilates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's good. It's good perspective. Right? And Carrie? So what? Just like, what about the rest of the week? What did you? What was your favorite part about being a hostess this week? Meeting me. My my favorite part has been getting to know all the people. Um, you know, having the name tag on. Uh, I don't know if it makes me more comfortable on the approach or vice versa, but either way, um, you know, I, I've I've had less resting bitch face in since April than I've had the previous thirty four years of my wow. life. You know, and it's just like a it's. It's a natural thing when you're around people who you know are happy and open and warm and just want to have a good time. Wow, very well said. Yeah. Carrie, you've done this before. You've been a host couple for Topless Travel in the past. Host person. Yeah, that's right. I'll host. say it again. So, Carrie, you've been a host person <laughs> for Topless Travel in the past. Yes, I have. What do I, you like about it? The, the, a lot of um, camaraderie, like like you were saying, um, it's uh, fun. You get to meet a lot more people than you normally would, I think. And like Megan said, that we can, um, with having the shirt on or the name tag, it is easier to approach or they'll ask us, you know. And then a lot of times they'll ask, well, why should we even book with Topless over another one? You know, if you've just got the name tag on and you're in the elevator. And, and then that quick answer is we are the only one, top, Topless is the only one full-time staff. You know, so they have four full-time staff plus the owners, so your phone calls will get answered. And um, I have been um, had the opportunity to travel with Joe and Shelley to the Hedonisms also, and I was the hostess there. And um, what, I have, what I found, too, is that sometimes being in the unicorn, you're, if the woman is not by... The husband will come up to me and say, I want to sleep with you, but my wife won't let me. So there, there's been times where it's like you don't get enough attention or get the attention that you want because you're, you're either intimidating or, you know, or whatever. We're all approachable. It's not being unapproachable, but it's a situation where... Um, you know, you get to enjoy everybody, like like Amber said too, from all walks of life. You know, and I don't think I would have had that just being on the ship. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. All I right. Agree. Let's get back on track. Let's talk about orgasms. Oh, Let's do it. Amber all right. Took, Amber orgasms. took the microphone. <laughs> okay. First of all, Amber. Well, yes. Amber. Yes. How do you come? How? Yeah. Are you are you a clit girl or a penetration girl? Okay, David. You ready for this? Yeah. I. Clit, yes. G-spot, yes. Nipples, yes. I can come off just my nipples. Cool. And anal sex? Anal sex, yes. There you she go. doesn't outsource. She doesn't outsource. There, there, there is a time when I had sex for four hours, and I had 119 orgasms within that it. four hours. And you were yes. counting. I wasn't counting. <laughs> okay. I was just enjoying. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Well, four hours is a long and time. And do you squirt? Do I squirt? Yeah, yeah, but not. I'm. It's not like a, I'm not a gusher. Mm-hmm. I will squirt, but it's not. I I use my blanket, but it's not. A, I'm not a heavy squirter. Gotcha. It's what, more. What like makes you squirt? Is it fingers? Is it clit stimulation? Dick hitting my G spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stroking me and hitting my G spot. What about you, babe? What makes you? Especially squirt? when I'm on top. Huh? All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Carol's a very easy squirter. Yeah. I, I can make myself squirt just by tapping my own clit. And wow. Yeah. I don't really need a guy to make me squirt. I have a picture at Desire where Carol squirted so hard that it hit the mirror behind the bed. Nice. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, well, I know. He took the picture. That's why he remembers it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that way. I kind of wish I was because I know it's a novelty, but yeah. I'm more of just a little... Little spritz here. That's okay. That's okay. And are you multi orgasmic? Yeah, obviously. 119 of them. Next question. Carrie, your turn. 119 in four hours, all right, David. All right. Yeah, I got that. I, I couldn't fuck for four hours. So. I know, right? Right. Orgasms. I am more um, penetration. Before. I mean, I can other ways. And not With on you my riding? Nipple. You on top or you below mostly? Um, 
Um, doggy is my favorite. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that will hit the mostly. Yeah. And then not nipples, but I have a tattoo on the back of my neck. If you kiss that right spot, right in the right spot, I can come from that. Wow. So there are there is a neck spot for me. So, yeah, it's Was different. it planned that way or just turned out that way? Oh, it... I, the spot was there, and then I came from it, and then I got the tattoo oh. to mark it. So I'm like, if you can't find it after I marked it, then motherfucker, go away. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. next, <laughs> next, yeah, find the spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, multi-orgasmic. I used in my younger years, I was a lot more than I am now. It takes a little longer. I don't know if it's the hormonal issues and things like that. Um, so like two or three, and I'm like, I'm spent now. You know, um, I don't think I've ever done 118 though. Yeah, no. You know? So that's not, pretty. That's not pretty in a Okay, and on to the baby, I suppose. Um, I've discovered a lot that I'm capable of that I didn't know I was capable of. Um, the first time I squirted was actually by myself in the shower, uh, and that was the only time. And I was like, okay, well, maybe that was a fluke. I tried, I tried to duplicate it, but was unsuccessful. But in the shower, you were trying to make yourself squirt? No. No. Oh, okay. no. Got you. Got you. So you no. obviously turned on by something in the shower. Yeah. But thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts. Yeah, for sure. You know, fantasies and thoughts. Yeah. And then um, moving into lifestyle, I was at a house party and this guy who's famous for making people squirt came and 20 seconds mm -hmm. I mean it was like across the room I had no idea my body was capable of yeah. experiencing that um, and so what did he do to you fingers in hard and fast and it was I mean, it was game over okay. like he knew the secret code so, so we've had many doctors on the show talk about squirting and squirting is all about the woman letting it happen not necessarily the guy making it happen oh. yeah yeah, and you're obviously in that moment, your head was ready for it, and you let the release go. A guy cannot make you squirt if you don't want it. Interesting. That's why you can make yourself squirt. Right. Okay. It's only okay. the pathway. It's a neural pathway that says the release. I think I missed the class on that this week. <laughs> it's all right, though. Go see Stephanie and Fox. It's all right. And There's then multiple orgasms. I also didn't know I was capable of that, but I'm very, very capable of that. And how do you orgasm? Um, if, uh, clit penetration bald heads anal yeah i gotta be really warmed up for <laughs> anal though like really cool. cool well everybody does so yeah it's a good thing yeah, yeah. i mean i so is everyone just talking a big game when they say they don't yeah. no but you gotta have it warmed up it's gotta be relaxed and yeah. you gotta be ready yeah. otherwise it's not gonna we go call, we call it champagne sex when there's any possibility of anal carol has have had to drink drank a lot of champagne or yeah. ouzo i don't know got it's it. one of those things got it it's a certain frame of mind i think more than anything but then yes you have to be warmed up for I me agree. it's a time thing it's yeah. like uh 2 2 p.m to 4 p.m oh okay yeah. that's the witching hour no i'm asleep by then <laughs> i'm an early girl <laughs> p.m oh p.m p.m gotcha. afternoon gotcha. all right we're coming to the end of the show before our final sexy advice each one of you gets to tell us what one of your fantasies are. Something maybe you have fulfilled or haven't or thinking about and maybe yeah, you don't I'll, plan I'll, to fulfill it. I'll start. Alright, so let me start by telling you my fantasy because there's three beautiful unicorns here. So my fantasy is one of you doing Carol with the strap on and me doing you. Alright, so Megan, your fantasy. Well, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good fantasy, David. So I'm going to add that to maybe my list. But... The first one I have that I've not um, accomplished yet is a uh, little Catholic schoolgirl. Oh, yeah, and and maybe maybe a nun or two, uh -huh. and um, a, a priest. <laughs> I'm a recovering Catholic, I so see it's that. just I so, you know that. I feel like the first one has to be big. Okay, right? And are you are you one of the nuns? No, I'm the schoolgirl. Schoolgirl. Yeah. Ooh. We yeah. might need a wooden ruler too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm subby, so it's this is it's the role for me. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I get it. Okay, gotcha. Carrie. I think that a lot of my fantasies have been filled um, with the lifestyle when it comes to that. But the one that I still do have that I have not yet is I want to be in one of the little orgies that you're talking about, whether it's the five of us. 
But I want to do it in the playroom under the stars. Oh, I haven't nice. been in an orgy under the stars yet, and I heard that is a phenomenal spot to be. So I've been in the solarium for it, but not Outside. out in the nice. Yeah. The so that's my court. fantasy, yeah, nice. with, the, with the group. Beautiful. I think for me... I hope yours starts with David. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me, in lifestyle, sometimes I don't even know something's my fantasy until it's after it's done. Mm-hmm. But I am a BDSM girl. And so last night, I would say one of my fa- my fantasies was fulfilled when I had two couples playing on me and the dungeon master. Um, I left with a crotchless hose <laughs> and a sore ass. But I went to bed happy, uh-huh. and I was told to come back on Saturday. Yay! And you went to bed we'll happy but voiceless. Yeah. <laughs> was there screaming involved or not really? Um, I had an orgasm and it sounded really weird because of my voice, but Wait till it you felt hear great. Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's so wonderful. What, you know, you—it's been a couple of shows and you haven't gone into what your fantasy is, so I'm going to let you do that with the, as well, babe. This is a fantasy that I still have not fulfilled, and it might not ever get fulfilled. But we never say never. But I like watching gay porn, and I like seeing guys blowing each other. I would love to see a couple guys blowing David. That, would, to me, would have been would be one of my fantasies. It's He's not into it, really. He's not a bisexual male, and it's not his thing. However, maybe one day. Maybe. You know, it might happen one day, but I still fantasize about it. I've seen some really pretty men out I there. Know, right? I'm just saying. Never I say know. never. Never. Yeah, never. I'm with you. I could put on a strap on and suck <laughs> your dick. Okay. Well, there. <laughs> yeah, that's there not gay. <laughs> He's okay for that one. There's <laughs> nothing against yeah. it. It's just that's not his thing. Hell you know? yeah. <laughs> All right. Some final advice. All right, guys. So we love to end the show with a little bit of advice. What would you say for unicorns playing in the lifestyle? What should they consider before going alone into a lifestyle club or on any lifestyle vacation? What should they consider before going in there? I would say know yourself. Okay. Know what you want. Know what you're looking for. Know what your limits are. And know what you are willing to receive. Very nice. How about you, Carrie? I would have to totally agree with that. Because if you don't know yourself, you're not going to know. You have to have your boundaries, your limits, your rules. Um, and like, like um, Amber said, you definitely need to know yourself. Because otherwise you'll get trampled on. You will, what kind of attitude would you go in with? Oh, you have to have a good, positive attitude and no expectation is always the best. If you go in with nothing's going to happen, but if something does, that's great. Then, But it's when you go in with an expectation, I'm going to get laid eight times this week or something, and then it doesn't happen, then everybody's disappointed. Right, that's so, great. So, yeah, no expectation. And Absolutely. don't you also have to be ready or comfortable saying no no, I, I, you know, yes. you're, no, not, you. you're not the p- person or couple that I want to play with. And in the lifestyle, we know that's acceptable because people do understand not everybody's for everybody. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, saying no is one of the most difficult things being rejecting somebody when they come up and they're then they and they um, had the. You know, nerves to go ahead right. and ask you. It was you very brave of yeah. them to come and ask you, and you know you're going to say no, so you let them down lightly. Yes, I, I usually not now. Yes, respectfully. Exactly. N- no, thank you. Maybe dinner sometime or something, or I'm not feeling it. Not interested. Thank you very much. I'm flattered, but they're they're all very difficult to do. Um, so it, it, it's you like Gamer said, you have to know yourself and be able to stand up for that no because. A single woman will be um, over um, stimulated with how many emails they're going to get. So right. it's really vetting and finding out who who you want to be with, and then and know how to say no. Yeah, and on a vacation like this, you have the people right in your face. Right, right. you're mm-hmm. coming up to you. They're asking you. I mean, I've tried so many times, but I <laughs> haven't gotten a no yet. Oh, I don't know. I've you haven't got a yes yet, though. But I've gotten maybe later. <laughs> okay, yes, so that's yeah. okay. Maybe later is good. <laughs> Megan, last word to you. Um, so 
being relatively new to this still, what the two ladies before me just said about knowing yourself, I'm, I'm finding that that's huge. I'm also finding that I have been gifted with amazing people who have a little more experience under their belt and are eager to gently guide. You know, no one's taking any experiences away from me. They're letting me learn um, my own lessons. And, you know, sometimes they're either there to wrap me in their arms and, you know, guide me differently or to, you know, give me a pat on the butt and be like, (laughs) hell yeah, tiger. All right. High five, right? Yeah. Very well put. I will say that one thing that I told Megan way a long time ago was be selfish. Everyone is in some way, shape, or form, but especially as a unicorn, be very selfish and take care of yourself first. It's kind of like the oxygen mask right. on the plane. Yeah. And so when you're talking about saying no to people, not feeling obligated right. to have sex with people, not, oh, this person brought me to their party. I have to do this right. or I have to do that. No, you don't. Do what's yeah. right for you. Be yeah. selfish. Yeah. And even if you change your mind, you thought you might and you change your mind, it's all good. Right? Exactly. Yes. Let, cool. Make sure everybody knows that. All righty. Wow. That was an amazing show. An hour went by super quickly. Three unicorns in front of you, babe. Did Absolutely. you not dream of this? What? I, I, I will continue dreaming about it. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to thank you guys Ladies, so thank much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank so you, we're you for having us. your cabin now then. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> sure. <laughs> David's hand is up in the air. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us and Megan thank you what a pleasure and it's been so much fun here in the dining room surrounded by all these people having a great time it's listening to the show Jess's birthday yeah. they were singing <laughs> happy birthday Malcolm just came by yeah. Mark just walked in you know we want to just say thanks to everybody at Topless Travel for making this trip and all their vacations such a wonderful place to go and allow people to explore their sexuality So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, Megan, Carrie, and Amber send you lots of love, great sex. Please stay safe, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of The Topless Travel Show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We've got another episode of the Sexy Lifestyle Podcast lined up for you for next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new. Spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 